Happy Boom. Friday, everybody. It's Buck. There goes your laptop. The computer, man. Yeah. Rodney, welcome to Chaos Theory, my brother, and everyone else out there. Welcome to Chaos Theory with myself and my partner, Double R, Rodney Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter, not the fake wags. You can find my partner, the Rodney R, on Twitter and or Twix, as he likes to call it, and on the gram at the underscore Rodney R. I am on the gram at the Wagner Wire. And happy Friday to you, Ruse. Goofy growing. Thank you so much for uh, the follow on Instagram. I appreciate that. Gave you the uh-huh. follow back. Debbie, hello from Indiana to you as well. Uh, well, hello from Austin to you in Indiana. Are you in Pawnee, Indiana? Uh, 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 Debbie, are you, you a Pawnee? race fan? Debbie, do you go to the Indianapolis 500, my How friend? I think that's a burning question right there. Rodney, happy Friday, buddy. Hi, buddy. Um, did you How watch you? any college football last night? You know, I did happen to stumble upon. You said upon. that you didn't. You said you I weren't know. going to watch college football. Yeah, I, I was going to watch some LMN. You know, watch some Lifetime movies and just kind of whatever. But man, I stumble upon this game. How often does that work, dude? I mean, you what, know, were you, like, just, were you just channel surfing? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the the hail mary. Well, yeah, how yeah, how often does that work? Every time I channel surf, I get in trouble. So I, I, I just kind of whatever, kind of plan the day out. What, what do you mean? What kind of trouble? Like you go down, like you, you find yourself on no, Skinamax? no. See, no, no. Rodney, if you're if you're if you're on Skinamax, I'm going to tell you right now. I think you're wasting your time. We have better avenues. There are other ways. Are there other ways, Wags? What there are, what, what, there are better ways of approach. Where can I days? find these better ways, my friend? The interwebs. <laughs> No, you know, there's a hub out there on the interwebs. Yeah, the, the the black web or the dark web. What do they call it? The dark web. Or it's the dark web, web. But but I'm telling you, there's a hub. Someone help my friend Rodney out here on the Coda text line as well. 512-222-9328. Please text in the answer for my friend here. It is the hub. But what folks, hub? Also folks. on the YouTube chat line as well. We got to thank everybody for hitting us up there. Uh, all the. Uh, all the commentators are so funny. Uh, Google it. Not just on Fridays, but every damn day. And you can fit. You can hit us up on our socials as well, like we've been talking about. Yeah, but it's the, the Pornhub, Rodney. Come on, man. You've never been to Pornhub? My wife is working from home today. Jeez. So is mine. Oh, okay. Yes, I've been there. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and some others. And, and, I don't and hide actually, it. I don't. Several, several others, uh, as a matter right of fact. On, man. Yeah, yeah, you know. So what's, dude? It was like football porn last night, though, dude. I mean, we talked. We thought that we were gonna have um, a lackluster Thursday night in terms of college football, man. But one hell of an ending, dude. Where does this ending rate in terms of the best finishes in college that's, football? I know that, it's only Thursday I, night football and it's Big Twelve football, but yeah. damn, yeah, isn't that the whole thing? I mean, it's always like Thursdays are horrible, um, but. And that that's what I was talking about. How, how often does that play work? And it's it's where Aaron Rodgers has connected quite a few times. Well, and, and here's the whole thing. So so when so when Houston gets the ball and they run the first play and they do the little out right there to the left side, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? I mean, they're, they're just setting this up so the quarterback can can. I mean, what this thing is capable of doing? It's like he can only throw this far. And dude, that that was that was a, a work of art right there, dude. That was beautiful. What an ending! I don't give a damn. If you like Houston, West Virginia, you think the Big 12 sucks or whatever. When you have a game that ends like that, my man, that got, uh, that's why we do this shit right there. We got the University of Houston radio call of the Hail Mary oh, play. Let's hear it real quick. Right on. Back to pass. Donovan Smith. Smith 
steps up in the pocket, unloads it, throws it all the way downfield into the end zone, tipped, and it is caught! Caught by the Cougars! Caught for a touchdown! Unbelievable! Caught by Stephon Johnson! The ball was tipped up in the air, and the Cougars win the game on the final play! Unreal! Unreal! The Cougars, first ever Big 12 conference win. He's thinking. <laughs> His first ever. Uh, and you know they what? Couldn't find, they couldn't find the words because it was undescribable at the time, Rodney. I mean, you thought that West Virginia was going to come and, and get the victory. This is after they just drove down and scored with, what, 12, 12 seconds left? I yeah. think that, that's all the time that was on the clock. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I love it most, uh, I mean, for that play-by-play guy. I mean, you and I have both done that job. So when, when you get to do a call like that, it's like, okay, you're going to live on. I mean, I don't give a damn if it's high school, college, NFL, whatever. You get to make a call like that, and people are going to be playing your shit over and over and over and That's over not, and over. The game you and I did. Yeah, it's not yeah. just that, but even as the broadcaster, man, you're thinking about setting up for the post game here, right? You're thinking with 12 seconds left, and Green just gets that touchdown, uh, 50 yarder, right for WVU. You're thinking, all right, the game's in, the game's in check. This is going to be our play of the game, and then all yeah. of a sudden, you get this racked off, man. Uh, Stephon Johnson, their 49 yard pass from Donovan Smith, man, in the end zone, two plays, 57 yards in 12, or excuse me, seven seconds. And 12 seconds was all that was left on the clock, and you thought it was done. You thought it was over. Yeah. Yeah, if that's if that's my broadcast booth, I'm over here. I'm like, okay, this XLR, I think I could start putting this away. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and unplug <laughs> this because I, I don't think I'm going to need this anymore. But here's the other part of it. Here's the other part of it. His his other receiver, and, and the name escapes me, but, but the other guy that went over there and did his job, the, the dude that went up there and skied for this thing and, and made the play Carter? possible. Yeah, yeah, that's who it is. To, to, to make that play possible – it's not a matter of just throwing that thing up there and your dude's going to catch it. I mean, you got to have a lot of moving parts and pieces to do this. And that's a whole thing. I mean, people practice this. I mean, when you talk about two minute warning drills and all this other shit, I mean, you practice this because you never know when you're going to need it. But that seriously, dude, I thought it was done. I thought it was done. I just left it on there. I'm like, okay, I want to leave it on here because I want to, I want to see the final score. That way I know what to talk about tomorrow at 10 AM. I want to know the final score. So look, and and people people make fun of me a lot for being a hope i call it a hopelessly optimistic person and when i say that when i played sports man like even if we were down 28 to nothing with two minutes left and realistically rodney there's just not enough time on the clock for you to come back and and score four touchdowns but if we were down 28 to nothing, I would still be looking up at that clock, trying to make drives come out of the clock. You know what I mean? Oh, of course we got this. Three, th- you know, three's definitely doable. Four might be tough in two minutes, but three's definitely doable. Like, that's just the the hopelessly optimistic person that I am, man. And it goes to show you, and BK said this too in our text line, it goes to show you when you actually give a shit and don't give up on plays and don't yeah. take plays off, anything can happen, man. Just because it's a Hail Mary and the odds of, of success are, are down and against you, dude, you still have that fighting chance, man. Go out there, straight claw, get whatever you need to do to get the damn victory, man. That's why you never give up on a damn play. I love what BK said last night. He touched on it a little bit this morning as well. I'm just reiterating it, man. Never give up well, on a damn play. 
and kind of what you what you're talking about right there is you know way back when I played you know being in situations where you're getting your ass kicked and I mean the game's done but but you play every play and the reason that and and I learned this at a very young age and and even if you're in college football the, the number of plays that you that you are going to have in your life I'm not just talking about in that game where you're getting beat 40 to nothing the number of plays that you're going to get to play in this game are very limited and at some point you're going to be done uh, I mean, it's a very small fraction of people. I mean, we know this that get to go to that, that get to go to the NFL and get and get to do whatever. I mean, you you sell out every play any any time that you're in there. Even even if you're getting your tail whooped, man, um, you go back you go back to the line of scrimmage and you get your ass kicked again. That's just what you do because these plays are very limited. I mean, it's like life in general. Your days are limited. You only have a very small time. Yeah, finite you, finite number, man. Yeah, that you have the privilege, the privilege to play this game because not everybody can do this. Not everybody can do this. So no, man, you take it, advantage of every play, every play. You got to think, you got to go to this game, right? That I'm breaking down just the quarterback duel between these two guys right here, Green and Smith. Like, yeah. Green was fantastic on that last drive. But what I don't think people are talking about is how good Smith was the entire fourth quarter. I don't, I don't think. I got to check this, but I don't think Smith missed a pass in the fourth quarter. I don't think he missed a completion. I think he went, I think he was almost 10 for 10, maybe even 15 for 15, dude. Um, this, he was, he was letting it, he was letting it fly, man. He was slinging it all around there, dude. He was connecting on everything. It looked like he couldn't miss, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, and then he comes out there last drop with, with 12 seconds left, and he's able Plus. to go 50, 57 yards, and he still he completes them both, man. It's crazy, dude. So well, I, I don't know, man. He was, kind of he was one definitely of the feeling things. it last night. 253, man, and then Green on the other side, too. Great quarterback play as well. Three uh, 391, almost four touch, or 400 yards from him. Dude, you got to love that. That's excellent Thursday night football. Better football from college football than it was from Patrick Mahomes and the busted up Broncos. I'm surprised that stayed so close. I, I was like, yeah, I looked at I'm the final. I'm surprised it was a low scoring game yeah, yeah. as well, man. I yeah, thought yeah, they would be able to light it up. Scoring. Yeah, I, I thought that would. Um, I, I thought that would be totally out of control. Nineteen to eight. I mean, I was expecting you know more of a thirty-five to you know three or, or something like that. I mean, 14, something like that. I'm just yeah, expecting yeah, the over under to be beat. I was. I took. Matter of fact, I took um, took the Chiefs to cover, and I took uh. I took the over last night. So, mm-hmm. man, I have to tell you, man, that, that watching that game and just kind of, you know, going back and forth between the two to, to watch Russell Wilson. Now it's, it's one of those things to where, you know, with all the years with Seattle and, and I mentioned this earlier in the week to where, you know, the, the, the Pete Carroll thing, you know, we see, we see Belichick and Brady and, you know, who's doing what now or who did what, you know, once they separated, but I mean, to watch Russell Wilson play football right now, dude, it's painful. And you know, the other thing that I saw last night, I, I saw different pictures. You know, with his little bracelet that he has on. You know, with all the plays and all that, it's like it's overwhelming. I don't know how many plays are on that bracelet. Oh, the wristband. Like, it looked like there were. It looked like there were three, at least three pages. Yeah, one. It's like two, man. Three, yeah, at I, least three pages. It, it 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 hurts to see this guy play right now. I mean, it would be one thing if he had like a crippling injury, like what like what you know our man Aaron Rodgers is trying to come back from. But that really hasn't happened. It's been a change of atmosphere. It's been a good payday. It's been him going into this situation right here. Now you got coaches talking shit and back and forth, and now he has an offensive genius. But dude, he to say that he is, is, is Peyton still a genius. Is Sean Payton still a genius? I think. Uh, I think 
He's a I genius think when he the game left. has caught up to Sean Payton. Now I know mm-hmm. like Sean Payton comes from uh you know the disciple of he's a disciple of of Parcel. He's in that tree oh. branch. But still dude like I think the game has evolved past Sean Payton. He is struggling mightily in Denver. And I know that Denver had their hands full before he got there and he tried to he yeah. tried to place a lot of the blame on Nathan Hackett, who, by the way, Nathan Hackett got you back because you talked trash off the field. He got you on the gridiron, actually, a couple weeks ago. But, um, yeah, the, the hill is steep there for Denver, man. Um, and it doesn't look like it's going to get fixed anytime soon. They're a bad football team. They, they might be one of the worst five in the NFL right now. Well, I mean, I think if you're Denver, and, I mean, that, that's where, you know, I, I really – the fact that I'm saying this is – you got to go out and you got to find you a franchise quarterback because you don't have one. What he mean, he Russell Wilson, man. <laughs> no, and and it's like I mean, what what does Russ do? I mean, suitable backup somewhere. I mean, hell, Jerry Jones would probably sign him, bring him into backup Dak or something like that. But no, you guys, it, I mean, got it, it really is, in Dallas, dude. It, it it really is painful to watch. I, I saw a stat. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna find this stat. I saw this. I saw this this morning. We're talking about talking about Russell Wilson in his in his career in prime time. From 2012 to 2020 with the Seahawks, 29-8-1. Pretty damn good right there. I will take that any time. In the last two years, 2021 to 2023, in prime time, 1-7. I mean, well, I'm not I'm not even, you know, caught up on the prime time element or aspect of it anymore, no, no, man. I think, it, I think he's yeah. out of his prime time, to be honest with you. I think the game's passed him as well. We talked about how, uh, you know, the game is kind of passed or caught up to Sean Payton. Russell yeah. Wilson doesn't look like he can make the like the last night where he scrambled to get like five or six yards. That's a play that Russell Wilson used to convert the first down on or make a make a throw off of extending the run off of his legs. He's not doing that anymore. Now I'm I'm and I can't say that he doesn't have that good of offensive weapons around him. His line isn't exactly the greatest, um, but it's still a better situation than he was in when he was in Seattle. I just yeah. don't think that Russell Wilson is the quarterback that the Broncos thought that they were going to get. Um, he was on the latter slide of his career, uh, you know, in Seattle. And there's a reason why Seattle was just like, yeah, you want to – sure, Drew Locke, no fan. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll go ahead. You know, we'll, we'll tout yeah. Russell to you. It looked like it's going to work out well for Seattle in that in in terms of that trade. But, yeah, man, no, uh, no. When, when it first happened, you know, the knee-jerk reactions were, like, all over the place, especially I, including me. I was one of them. I was like, all right, this could be a better situation for Russell Wilson. You know what I mean? Now you get some, you know, young, talented wide receivers around him, a, a decent backfield, a decent line. It's not the greatest line, but it's a decent line. Um, and, uh, and allow him to make some plays. And then, you know, especially, you know, once the advent of Sean Payton was or excuse me, Sean Payton was coming in there. You know, you thought that Russell Wilson would be able to actually explode back on the scene, but it's just bad. It's awful football, Rodney. No, it really is. Not even not even a hundred yards last night, I don't think. I'll have to check, but I think uh, like 97, 95, 95 yards last night. It's horrible. And I think you hit the nail on the head and kind of talking about systems and different things right there that are more, you know, fit better for a quarterback skill set. Because if you look at that, I mean, that fall off right there, 
I mean, what was the difference in between, you know, a, a change of landscape? I mean, you're going to blame it on the Colorado air. I mean, what, what are you going to blame it on right there? Well, I mean, it's, it's, a little, it's a little green in Colorado, but it's also green in Seattle too. It's, it's pretty green in Seattle too. So, so that, that's the other thing there. When it, when I was jokingly thinking about that the other day, I'm like, well, wait a minute. Kind of, they kind of offset each other. Just and Russell Wilson, bit. don't Russell Wilson don't touch that stuff. He don't touch the devil's lettuce. He's, he's right with God. Yeah, he, he, he's right down the wall. Maybe he should, because I'm right I, with I God too, but I mean, I still think he's, I mean, it's, it's bad. I mean, it's really bad. And, and I don't know. I mean, you junk the whole system, start over. I mean, junk the coach, junk the quarterback. I mean, what do you do? I mean, you got to you got to be looking at, at a quarterback this year in the draft, right? It doesn't matter how many years are on Russell Wilson's contract. His play is over. It, you, you're seeing yeah. it on the field. It doesn't matter what's left in black and white and, you know, in, in between the lines here, man, his, his play. So from what I've seen and from what everyone else has been able to observe, his play is over. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing there. I mean, there's no spark. There's not, I mean, Wags, a lot of times you watch him even like last night, hell, he looked lost out there. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, imagine he was getting gone. sold on the sidelines. I mean, it was, it was pretty damn bad, man. Pretty damn it was bad. Pretty bad. And, and, um, really I will give every ounce of victory to college football last night over professional football because we were touted with a dandy from college football and a dud from the nfl but hey we also got to see some major league baseball as well rodney Philadelphia Phillies, man, here we go. I mean, I think they're on a path, you know, with the Astros once again, possibly right here. But, you, you know, all, all of the conversation, I mean, I still see it after everything happens last night. And it's a lot of the national pundits are going back to, you know, I, I don't like the format. Yeah, you know, the Braves are out, the Dodgers. And, and that's a conversation to be had at another time. But look. I mean, were, were the I didn't I didn't catch up on the national pundits that much. Were they actually touting that line? Were they? talking yeah. about how the format needs to change because i've yes. that's something that i actually feel strongly passionate about like the format it's a very change. it's a very heavy push that it needs to change but i know a lot of the pushback is well how the hell are the astros and the phillies able to overcome this i mean they seem to be the ones i mean the astros for you know the second straight year they were off a week and, and here they are the phillies are coming to life right here i mean these are these are franchises wags that are built the right way i mean pitching i mean like we were talking about right there i mean the, the braves i mean the braves Strider, I mean, dude, for, for the Braves, man, Strider looked he's he looked great last night, dude. He was up dialing up around 100. Um, I think I, I don't know if he actually hit 100 last night. I know he touched up in 99, but still, um, tried to drop one down on you know, on Castellanos there, and he just exploded, dude. And then the next one he had was high heat, or excuse me, the next home run that that Castellanos had off of Strider was high heat, and it, it, or excuse me, it was a little bit lower in the zone. And it just looked like Castellanos was just sitting there waiting on in the sixth inning, the, the one that he had in the sixth inning where he actually extended all of his arms and just re, it looked like a damn golf swing, man. Yeah. And when he hit it, I scream like I shouted. My wife was just like, what happened? But she she thought something happened to me, man. I was just like, holy shit. He's I mean, he just launched that thing. I didn't even yeah. see what the exit velocity was, but it had or how far it went. But it was crushed. Absolute moonshot. Just fucking smashed it's got to take your soul with it man yeah and, and you know i see all the conversation yes who didn't move on atlanta the dodgers yes they didn't move on too damn bad i mean too bad for them Th this to me the way that your final four is set up nicely right here i mean here you go you got the two pillars you got the two you got the two franchises that are built to win and have constantly won 
They were in the World Series last year, for crying out loud, and they may be again. And then you've got the two teams that have pulled themselves out of the rubble and, uh, you know, 100 lost teams, and here we go. And 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 it's even it, it's even cooler to me, Wags, because you've got I mean Astros, Rangers, dominant, the one coming out of the rubble, Phillies, D bags, as BK says, dominant coming out of the rubble, boom, who's, there they are, right there. I don't know this reference. I'm sorry, this reference eludes me right now. Who is the hamster? Oh, Jason, I don't know. Who's the hamster there? Jason Meyer with a dynamite <laughs> quote, but I don't know what the hell it is. Hamster gerbil? Is the gerbil gonna come get me? What? Please, can you elaborate a little bit, Jason? Also, hit us up on that code of text line as well if you're listening to us uh, mobile. If uh, you know, as as Bane, in the car. I don't know if you're a fan. I don't know if you're a fan of Batman, but I watched Batman last night too. I couldn't fall asleep. The Dark Knight Rises with Bane. It's time to get mobile. If you're going mobile, there, listening to us on that code of text line five one two 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 nine three two eight. Make sure you're chatting at us as well and hitting us up, letting us know what you guys uh think about the games last night and the matchups for the national league and american league championship series also hit us up on that youtube chat we uh like to pull your all's comments up there and get get you guys a part of the conversation make sure you're hitting us up on the socials i'm at not the fake wags rodney is at the rodney r and hit that damn subscribe button if you haven't done so already tell some friends share the link do what you need to do get us out there victory has defeated you what are you talking about there, Jake? What are you saying here? Is that the ring? All right, just Google it, Rodney. Is what Ruth Goofy Growing was oh, talking about. I know. About I, I know. We're talking about. about the hub. I don't need to do that. I, no, no, I'm playing. We're gonna have to. We're gonna. Ha- and what I want to do as well, I want to take the athletes on the hub and give them a bracket and make a tournament there and seed them. You know what I mean? Well, we'll do. We'll do some male stuff. Oh, you said you watched. Oh, I got you. Victory has defeated you. Oh, gotcha, Bane. Thank you. Yes, yeah. thank you. Well, Great you know, I, I remember. I remember. I, I took it out of context. My bad. What way back in the day? Way back in the day, one of the um, and and this could only be for our local folks, for the Austin folks. But way back in the day, one of the uh, rock and roll stations, uh, three man crew. Well, I'll say it: Dale Dudley and Bob Fonseca, all those guys. They used to they used to do a bracket of like the news people. And and would would do all of that, but it it was strictly for Austin. Nah, man, so that, yeah, they're we, athletes. We're gonna get we're gonna get the hub athletes here. Oh, hub athlete. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's track and field, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it pole, is. Vault, pole vault stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. we'll we'll get we'll we'll get the we'll get the athletes situated. We'll get the events situated. We'll get it all broken down for you and the seeds to go. The seeds are the most important part. Yeah. All right. Yeah into college football for this week before we get into that you want to tell us about you want to tell everybody about our friends at covert oh yeah how about coverts um if you're looking to get a car this weekend which i have to do because i got a notice from my insurance company they're coming to take my car because it's um all damaged you know from hail and all this stuff mail stuff or mail stuff nice right there uh three state-of-the-art dealerships uh out there in beautiful bee caves 42 acres situated out in the hill country Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chryslers, Dodge, Jeeps, and Rams. The Fords and the Chevrolets are out on Highway 79 in Hutto. The Fords and the Lincolns um, in Austin. All of that, the covert dealership, I mean, all of them, since 1909. They've been serving Central Texans, and they've they've sold cars to people. 
and those people's kids and those people's kids and those people's kids. They've been doing it so long. New and pre-owned. Check out Covert Bee Cave, uh, their inventory at covertbeecave.com. Also, when you dive into on the website right there, you can find the weekly specials, the weekly specials. Not the Flag Day specials, not the Groundhog Day specials, not the, all these made-up holiday specials. It's every week. You're going to find that at covertbcave.com. Or better yet, if you don't even want to jump online, just stop by and see Dan Covert and all the great folks out there and just uh, go out there in person. It's going to be a beautiful drive to get out there. Hey, they are a part of Texas Sports Unfiltered. And remember, with the Covert family of dealerships, Covert Bee Cave, nobody beats a Covert deal, not now. And sure as hell, not ever, my friend ever no they DVR. don't Rodney. no they don't of course i was able to watch the uh national league divisional series and college football and the nfl last night with audiovisual consultation setup that they were able to provide for me over the past 35 years they've been setting the standard in audiovisual automation i don't know if you've heard that or a time or two or not uh, but they have i'm sure you have once or twice um but yeah come on over check out my crib um i'm not gonna let you stay all that time but you know what you can do for an extended period of time, you can look at the gallery of projects that they've done over the past 35 years and get an idea of maybe what you want in your house. This is what I got in my house. You should see the downstairs too, man. It's a party atmosphere down here, and Tom McKay and the crew can make it a party atmosphere for you as well. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. All right, my guy. Um, Acuna Jr., we talked about how bad Mookie Betts and... Freddie Freeman were uh, one for 21, I believe, is the line that they had for the Dodgers there. Acuna Jr., probably the most exciting player besides Shohei Otani in Major League Baseball and arguably the National League MVP, kind of shit to bed. Uh, when you roll out a, a postseason average of 143, you're not getting your best asset out there for your team, which... 73 steals on the year. You got to be able to run and get going and manufacture some runs for the Bravos. And then also when the lumber's not going out there, um, the only guy that was really mash mashing for uh, the Bravos was Riley, man. And then Riley was almost a, you know, a damn liability at, at third base for, for an inning there let up. I thought it was, it was a, it was a hard hit ball, but it was a ball that could have been snagged and it could end the inning. Um, but it allowed the Phillies to get a, big inning out there a big frame and got some crooked numbers going there um but yeah in a bases loaded situation moment with ronald acuna jr coming up you would think that the bravos were able to capitalize on that but they didn't atlanta still the the bats just weren't weren't alive man and then no. of course the phillies the phillies were mashing last night we talked about uh castellanos two home runs he actually went two for three on the night uh got a single later on in the night as well man but uh Dude, hats off to the Phillies. It's there's something about being able to to fight for every inch and every um uh, everything earned and everything gained to get into the postseason to allow yourself to dance. And once you uh once you get in there, man, we just we talked about it. you only need a couple of a couple of good solid moves, man, to get to get you dancing on the floor, dude. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you get hot at the right time. I mean, so much of baseball is momentum, and that's why I'm looking so forward to to both of these series. I mean, because that that's really what you have with both of these but i mean you i mean we can talk about kind of the lack of production there from we, atlanta and so forth i mean 307 home runs i mean what man what a season but they couldn't do anything when it counted and you know between wheeler and nolan suarez i mean these guys i mean that's what you just said it's pitching what you what you pitching. just rounded off what when you just listed pitching. off man the names dude wheeler and nola they were fantastic man 
Um, and when when your aces, when your studs are throwing and your arms are ready, man, that's the recipe. That is the recipe for success. We talked about it almost to exhaustion yesterday, dude. All right, let's get a quick pick on because the Rangers and Astros play on Sunday. Sunday. So I want to get a prediction from us for our National League and our American League Championship Series before we roll into college football breakdown. I think what's going to happen here is I truly think that in game one, the Astros are going to come out and, and defend their home turf. I think they're going to win game one. They're going to drop game two. Uh, I, I think that this thing is going to – there's going to be some back and forth right there again. This is where this this series is so cool to me because when it comes to travel in sports, you know, you know travel, it is what it is. I don't want to be driving from Houston to Arlington, you know, day after day. But when it comes to, you know, different travel, that's not a lot of travel when it comes down to uh, to pro sports. So, dude, uh, this, is, this thing is going to go – this is going to go six. I think the Astros are going to win this in six. But it's it's going to be imperative that, that you take that decisive game one. But – it's going to be JV. You got it's JV out there. I don't, and Texas hasn't decided who they're rolling they out and putting on the bump yet. But, I'm thinking uh, it's Evaldi. Uh, I mean, it's, that's it's what I want to say. I want to say it's Evaldi too, man. But Evaldi just he just threw a couple of nights ago. You'd think that his arm would be rested, especially going into Sunday's matchup. Yeah, yeah, and that'd that's where one hell, that'd be one hell of a showdown, man. Evaldi and Verlander. And you go back to that, and it's like, you know, I mean, in these situations, you, you, like we've talked about, Wax, you you know that JV, you know that JV's going to give them something. And that's where it, bullpen is going to be. He'll, so he'll, probably, he'll probably give, especially with this offense, dude. You can expect that this offense gets at least probably two home runs off of JV, man. Well, but but here's the whole thing. Inning, unless unless he comes out just dialed in, throwing lights out in the first frame, that's what in, in, in if he does that, by the way, expect cruise control. Expect JV to get you in the seven frames. Sure. If sure. he comes out, lights out, and dominates in the first frame, usually he, he does give you that one or two. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, with this offense, this offense can mash Roddy. Expect at least two home runs from the Rangers. And, and here's, and here's uh, I think, in my opinion, what is so important for the Astros. I don't give a shit who is pitching. I don't care who it is. If you're going to give up the long ball, give up the long ball, but give up solo home runs. Solo home runs because that that's what the Astros have done. That's what they've done in the postseason. It's been the solo stuff, and that's okay. One to nothing, you know, great. So you, you know, thought solo. it would be Montgomery getting the first game, but uh, Jake actually thinks I, that it might be Evo, Monty, and then Dunning going out. I'm for your still one, back two, on three. the. I, I'm back and forth on the on the on the Evo and Montgomery's the, and the Montgomery been great, thing. man. Montgomery's been, been awesome. great, but if you if you can roll Montgomery out there and save. You know, Evaldi for like, you know, Farmer or excuse me, um, who, uh, who Valdez, Valdez, uh, yeah, Valdez, Valdez, yeah. Um, who would you say that your second best arm for Houston is instead of JV? That's Valdez. Yeah, okay. that, that, that's good. That's going to be Framber. Um, you go that direction. I mean, I like the Hunter Brown to the the bullpens. Are I always be say so... Farmer for some reason, but. Bullpens are going to be so crucial in this series, Wags, because Texas, they they don't have a good one, (laughs) but, 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 but it's looked okay. And how can you say that? Because like, when I see this bullpen for Texas, though, I, I, I see Eraldis Chapman coming out as your setup guy for LeClerc. I got to think that it's, it's somewhat of, of a daunting bullpen, right? Like they can just wear you down. I mean, it's still, you know, Chapman can get anywhere from, 
from what 85 to to dial it up to 101 man i mean that's chapman's yeah. range there so that's any that's that's the type of range that you see uh from chapman and you just got to be ready for anything and kind of you know sit in fastball and react you know react off speed there but mostly you're going to see power you know high power from chapman there um but then you change it up in in the ninth and then bring in leclerc so i think well, that they have some I, decent bullpen assets they just you know it, it's yeah. not it's too few and far between when it comes to the rangers bullpen well and i like what jake jake just read my mind because this is what i was about to talk about we we were talking about the simulated games for scherzer and for john gray we uh, uh, maybe I've missed it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. They're not going to tell us how, how that simulated game was. But imagine that. I mean, if you if you get in a, in a pressure pack situation in the eighth or ninth inning and you can roll out Max Scherzer and you can get 12, 15 pitches out of him that's going to mow this lineup down that that is blazing right now. I, I mean, between uh, Tucker and and maybe Altuve is a little, a little cooler, but Jose Abreu, it's about damn time. I mean, you got these guys that are smoking the Jordan, Jordan's Jordan. Jordan has caught fire again, dude. He is seeing the ball well. They're all seeing the damn ball well, man. And uh, Maldi, you you, taught, you were beating him up uh, the other day. Abreu, you were giving him some shit, man. I know. Abreu has come to life. He has shut me up, hadn't he? I mean, that, that dude, th th these are the clutch. This is when you want both teams waking up, and that's exactly what they're doing. And and the pitching matchups are going to be great. I mean, the, with the aces going back and forth right here. And, and which, which one of these lineups um, – gets quiet because we've seen both of them do it at I different think times. I think they're both awake, Rodney. That's I what I think. I think they're both awake, oh. and I think it's really going to come down to the arms, dude. And that's like I, I want to wait until I see who Texas is going to roll out. But, like, even if it's Monty, I still think they have a decent shot at, at taking Houston here, man. I'm going game one with the Rangers in Houston. I, it, it, I don't think it matters who's on the bump. I think JV gets caught up a little bit here. I think this, uh, you know, this dynamic, you know, offensive juggernaut of a lineup actually, you know, takes JV for a ride. I like Texas in game one. Man, you know, you had Houston in six. I think it's the other way around, man. I think it's the Rangers in six. Yeah, I mean, I, I honestly would not be surprised. I mean, because these teams are peaking at the right time, and they're coming in, and it's going to be strength versus strength. And and the 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 things that we talk about, maybe deficiencies with both of these clubs, it's the same deficiencies. It's the questions of the bullpen, which both seem to be better. Um, so it, it's like we've talked about earlier. It, it's like which team's going to stay consistent because neither one of them has. But right now, dude, they're right now. They're both hot. Right now, they're both hot. Here's that de facto thing that I'm talking about, Wags, where everybody has gone and, and kind of hung the thing on Houston is they can't win at home. They can only win on the road. Where the hell has Texas been winning all these damn playoff games on the fucking road? So, yeah. dude, could this set up any better? Any better? Sure as hell, sexy one of them sure is going to sweep the other one, right? This Four series is definitely run. sexier, and it's not just because I'm from, you know, I'm an, a fan of the American League, but this, to me, this series is sexier, or it's just got more clout to it than the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. Um, do you want to wait to give a prediction on that one? That one's that one will be rocking and rolling on the 16th, I believe. That gets started on the 16th, so that'll be Monday. Um, we can give our prediction on Monday, but dude, I got to tell you, from what I'm seeing right now out of the Phillies, man, I don't think anybody's going to be able to beat the Phillies. Oh they're the they're God. the hottest team, man. Dude, that that that's a whole thing right there. And then you've got, you know, I, I think the other thing right you there. Believe you believe in you believe in um 
in momentum in baseball. I do I not. In a, in a lot of that. Well, the thing is, they both got it. <laughs> so that, that's kind of like the Rangers and the Astros. I mean, I mean, they both have it. I mean, uh, you know, Arizona's doing some really cool stuff. But, I mean, you know, the Phillies, I mean, uh, all those pitchers we were talking about. And then, you know, the magic that is Bryce Harper right there. I mean, you've got this electric star. The that Bryce all Harper cool magic. Oh, can we talk about this guy last night? This dude <laughs> fielding the play. Uh, and I, I get he's only been at first base this season, man, but he exposes his elbow, which has doesn't it have a pad on it? Doesn't he wear a damn elbow pad on his on his arm or on his elbow? Yeah. But he yeah. leaves it out there, and it, hopefully it hit, like, the funny bone or something, right? Hopefully, like, that was all it hit because his reaction was worse than a three-year-old child, like, getting, you know, bumping their arm on a table, man. And, and when my first reaction was jesus just go to the wwe already and get it get it over <laughs> with man um and i was watching it with my buddy caesar you know down the street and he was just like what is is this guy serious he he barely got touched yeah just the dramatic scene coming out of bryce harper last night you thought maybe his elbow had got demolished or crushed or or just you know hyper extended no nah, it just got bumped into man yeah better bryce hey money ginobili job. wait a minute <laughs> we gotta get that sounder bk if you're watching can we get the bryce harper sounder good job where he cheers yeah. on yeah. he cheered yeah. on the crowd he congratulated the tra- the crowd yeah. for cheering him on fucking bryce i want to what, just a, he is a polarizing figure in Ginobili. That's, that's what I'm telling sure. you. It's a Ginobili move right there. Uh, what he was doing last night. I did have to message our man, uh, uh, our man Walsh, because those those unis are badass. Those yeah. powder blues look really too. good. He called it the, the powder blues, man. And he, yeah. of course, he he probably didn't respond. He was inebriated last night. No, no, he responded. He's like, hell yeah, with a bunch of. Uh, I think he misspelled hell. So yeah, he probably. <laughs> but he did. He swears he went to college. He swears he went to school. All right, so I'm I'm gonna take Philly coming out of coming out of this series in the National League Championship Series uh, to represent the National League uh, going in the World Series here. Um, and I'm also going to give you the Rangers. I got Phillies Rangers going in the World Series. Dude, uh, you know, I think if Arizona can duplicate what they did against the Dodgers, I mean, man, a game one of that series, you know, I didn't really give them much of a chance to to, to compete, much less what they did. I've counted I mean, the Diamondbacks out the entire time myself too, man. Dude, so. yes. I, I was like, man, this, this is, I mean, why are we even playing these games? But if they can do that, um, but I, I don't think they will. But but I do think, I do think they'll they'll steal one. I think that and I, whether whether it's at home, I say steal. Whether it's at home or in Philadelphia, they're going to win a game. I'm going to say Phillies in five, and Walker, set up a rematch. If I go Walker, Carroll, and Mattel, and then Harper, Schwarbs or Schwarber, I call him Schwarbs, Schwarber, and Castellanos. Yeah. Real Muto as well. You can you can throw another lump bat in there. Who you got? Who you, who you think's mashing more? Right, mm-hmm. manufacturing runs, mashing and manufacturing runs. I I like the Phillies here, and then also you know the advent of their you know of their rotation and their bullpen as well. Yeah. I gotta like Philly, man. Yeah, that, that's the other thing that it's going to come down to. I mean, it, it is going to come down to pitching, and and I think right now what we're seeing from them and a solid bullpen on top of that. 
I, I think that's th- those two factors right there. It's just going to be too much. It's just going to be too much. But but I do think, and I Bucky hope was all over. Bucky was all over Philadelphia, remember? And we were we were yeah. shitting on him. We were saying, "Get yeah. out of here, Buck. They're done. It's already over for the yeah. Philadelphia Phillies, man." Getting just barely dancing around ninety, man, to get in, dude, and then able to do this, man. Well, and and how about that? I mean, I saw a lot of that discussion as well, and and I know BK mentioned that to where it's all of these teams with less than ninety wins that are that are you know in the in the championship series. But you know what? They fucking got hot when it counted. They've yeah, got it. solid. They got a solid rotation. They they've got. I mean, the sticks are lit up right here. It you know you can. I, I saw I saw somebody talking on uh, one of the things last night, and, and I really bought into this. You get these teams that win all of these games, or or whatever the case is. A lot of times they're coming out of division uh, of a division with a bunch of shitty teams. Remember when the Astros were rolling through the West? Nobody was worth a damn. <laughs> you know, everybody was bad, and they were winning all these series. But now, man, you you've got the core right here. You've got the teams, quote unquote, that survived. But but they're all peaking. They're all, I'll say it again. They're all peaking at the right time, dude. That that's why this is going to be just so so cool to watch. Um. So Jake John drops in here, and I think this is the yeah, oh yeah. This this is yes. the you know approach for the rest of of basically you know the national fan base here for people that don't have a you know a, a team in this game or in this fight or whatever. Um. Rangers Diamondbacks does feel like it's just the people's game, as Jake likes to say here, right? Um, yeah. This would all honestly be one hell of a series to see. People have seen Philadelphia win it all. Or I've already, you know, said that, expressed that. If I want to see somebody or a team to win this World Series, I want to see the Rangers do it, just because they haven't done it before. I think the Diamondbacks have been there three times to the National yeah. League Championship. They've been to the, yeah, the, they've been to the championship series three times, I believe. I'm not sure how many times Texas has been here, um, but the Astros, man, you you your ball club's like wearing twice, me out, Rodney. Your ball club's twice. wearing me out. Yeah, I think it's once or twice that they've and that, that that's right. The Diamondbacks won in in in, in 2001 when yeah. they were relatively new. When they when they and the Marlins came in, it was kind of like that comparison I talk about in the NFL with the Panthers. And, and they've uh, only been there once, though, right? They've they've gotten to the penultimate stage three times mm-hmm. they got into mm-hmm. the national league championship mm-hmm. series three times i believe yes so yes it, it was like when the panthers and the jaguars came in in the nfl and they were immediately good you know that that's kind of what happened there with 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 the diamondbacks and and with the with the rays where you know it was that immediate it was thank a hell you, of a lot easier that. also the yeah. third time for the rangers as well so yeah so I mean, we'll see. Yes, that yes, that is the people series. But you know what? There's going to be two markets watching that: Arizona and DFW. And and DFW, I think, is three or four, you know, television market or whatever in the country. But here's the other part about it: is you know, you had Phillies and Astros last year. The country loves to hate the Astros because of all the trash can banging and all that bullshit. And and that is what it is. I totally own that. But I mean, that that right there. I think if you're MLB at this point, that that. Now that your Braves and your Dodgers and all of them are out, you're like, well, I think if we can get Houston and Philadelphia back in there once again to to go at it with their superstar lineups. Well, yeah, that's the bigger market. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the the bigger market, and that's what uh, that's where the most money will be exposed, of course, man. But yeah, I'm, dude, I'm with Jake here, man. I, I think the sexier matchup for me, you know, is is the smaller market clubs here with the Diamondbacks in in Texas, but. I don't think it really matters. I think the best matchup, regardless, I think the the best World Series is Texas yeah. and Philly. Like, 
Oh, uh, I think it would be a fun. I think it would be a fun series of, of the people series between you know the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. But uh, right now, man, Philly's just so damn hot. Well, uh, and again, there's no. I don't believe in in momentum in baseball. Um, and may, you know maybe it's just because of that old adage of you know the only momentum in baseball is is the next day's starting pitcher. Yeah. But, uh, well, I don't know. Uh, I I, I gotta I gotta like Philly right now, man. They just look so complete. They looked dynamic. But of course, I thought I thought the Orioles looked complete, yeah. except. Actually, I didn't. I'm, I'm going to walk that back. I knew that the Orioles were were suspect in pitching, so I don't see too many flaws in in Philadelphia right now. I did see that their bats were a little bit quiet towards the latter portion of the year, but hell, they're awake now, man. Well, um, let's we, talk about how comfortable you'll be in some furniture while you're watching some sports this oh, weekend, Rodney. Man, absolutely. If you want to, uh, if you want to be comfortable and you want to have something that is going to be durable and is going to last you a long time, you have to reach out to our folks at Great blue heron furniture they're going to set you up with the best quality leather furniture you're going to find since 1991 focusing on the heavy leather there, there's different leathers that you can find you've got that real thin kind of cheap um uh, manufactured stuff is really what that is when you get that thin thin stuff but that that heavy leather and the hides and fabrics you know ranging from traditional to modern farmhouses that's what our partners at great blue heron furniture are focusing on and let me tell you this stuff is really really beautiful you can click on uh, the link right there and uh, take a look at that it's um it, it's some of the best uh, best looking well-built furniture that you're going to find that link up there if you click on that, it's going to take you to our Texas Sports Unfiltered, uh, our, our ultimate collection, our own collection right there. And if you use the promo code HOOKEM, 15% off of that purchase. If you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and it's built to last for decades, this isn't the stuff that you're going to buy, Wags, and send it off. You know, when, when Reed's going to college, you're not going to buy him this stuff and send that to his dorm. because No. This is stuff you keep there in your place. In your place, my friend. Look no further then Great Blue Heron Furniture. Click that link. Don't forget the promo code HOOKEM. Use it, 866-247-9688. Old school. Just pick up the phone. Give them a call, and you're going to get a live person. How about that? Great Blue Heron Furniture. Oh, I lost your eggs. You're muted, my man. Were you cussing again? Yeah, I was, I was you know, <laughs> talking, whispering sweet nothings to myself. I don't. No, whenever you do a read, I I, I mute myself because you, you know I take a drink of my yeah. So you mute it because it no. you're you you mute it because it's like oh shit here he goes again. No, I don't do that. I mute because I right. I'm loud. Get I it out. I don't want to interrupt the read. I don't want to interrupt the damn advertisement. Um, I might be in the minority, <laughs> but I don't think I'm gonna enjoy my son moving out. And like, I don't know. I don't know how. And it, I guess it's empty nest syndrome or whatever, but this I'm gonna get a little real here on the sports show. But like my son is my best friend. Um, no, I mean I I say that you know not cliche either. Like that, like he really is like my best friend. Like we talk a lot, you know, every day, day in and day out about life stuff. I mean, deep yep. down stuff, dude. Uh, I don't I don't reserve the fact that he's 16. I still. I open the world to his, I let him see the world with his real eyes, man. I don't try and, 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 you know, shelter him from it, dude. So, um, it's going to be tough when this guy moves out and goes on his own because I'm, I feel like I'm losing, you know, one of the best, one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. Now, don't get me wrong. I still got my, you know, my homies that I grew up with and everything, but dude, like are, are all parents like that or, or are usually Wags. parents just like, get the hell out of here, man. I can't wait for Wags. you to get the hell out of the house. Don't, 
don't don't think that way, man. When 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 my oldest and and then the youngest, because it was like back to back, dude, I had to go to therapy to to oh, to, no to learn how to deal with that. I well, mean, dude, when, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate oh, it, man. That makes it, me feel a little bit better. It was like, man, put me on medication to deal with this stuff because I was just so afraid of. I was sad that they were going to be gone, but just the fact that the world that they were going into and just so yeah, afraid because I, world, I didn't man. think I, I didn't think that. And, and, and you know, today I, I heard the guys talking earlier today is just kind of, you know, we're kind of all on pins and needles, you know, for whatever. But no, don't, don't feel that way, dude, because it it's something that it it um, it gets better with time and you have to do a lot of soul searching and just believe that, that everything's going to be okay. Like dude, um, we talked about, we talked about selling, you know, putting the house on the market and, and moving to the town that he's going to college in. Like, that's how crazy we are, bro. Same. Same. <laughs> same. And, and, and I got, well, I'll tell you another story. Um, after I was doing a, a, a round rock football game after uh, the oldest kid had left. And it was just one of those things that it, I, I choose to, Oh my God, it's just horrible. But um, that was after she had, had flown the nest, but here, here's the light at the end of the tunnel. Here's the light at the end of the tunnel on this, my friend, you will eventually learn how to deal with it, whether you have to be medicated or, or take a little pill. I'm going to, I'm going to let you know right now, I'm going to have to be heavily medicated. You, you will learn how to deal with it. And then after a certain amount of time, when he comes back, when he comes home to visit and do all this other stuff, after about the second or third day, you're going to be like, dude, when are you leaving? I doubt it. No, nah, I, I hope that's how it is, but I doubt it. <laughs> I hope that's how it is. But it, all right, uh, real quick, we got 10 minutes left. Let's get into our weekend lineups. Of course, you heard Lee Sterling with uh, Paramount Sports be able to break it down for you on Bucky and BK in the morning here. We usually have Al Walsh on. We had him on uh, yesterday. He broke down a little bit of lines. We're going to give you some more of the lines rocking uh, for your top 25 in college football. That's what we'll do, Rodney. We'll go down the list. There's a couple of them that are on the slate that's kind of yep. sexy here. Um, at 2.30 on ABC, the Pac-12, Oregon, the Ducks, quack, 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 going into Washington to take down the Huskies here, trying to take down the Huskies at Husky Stadium there. Right now, Washington giving three to the Ducks over under 67. What do you like here, Rodney, as eight takes on seven? I like Michael Penix. Uh, okay. you, if I had a Heisman ballot, I would have, the, especially since we saw him in person. You know, I think that's why I'm even more fascinated with him, you know, in the uh, good old Alamo Bowl that, that uh, we saw last year. Man, I, I love this matchup right here. I like, is, the, I like the quarterback matchup between these two squads too, man. Amazing matchup right here. I feel like Bo Nix like has been in college as long as I've been in Austin, I feel like he's been like there for 10, 10 years. years. <laughs> like a 10-year senior, it seems like. Dude, dude's been around and played for about Because he, he started 000. at Auburn, right? I, he, yeah. he definitely played at Auburn. I know. I remember that that asshole at Auburn. So, yeah. he's like a, no. he's like the Ron Paulus of – or is it Scott Paul? I can't remember the, the Paulus dude from uh, – Greg Paulus. Greg Paulus from uh, – yeah. Duke, dude, he's just everywhere. And, and Greg why Paul started this game at Duke and, not, and finished at Syracuse. Why isn't this the primetime game? I mean, I with know, all the schedule – I, because it is West Coast, I think. But you would think with West with with it being the West Coast um, region already, just save it for a primetime game, like you were saying, right? I mean, people got to yeah. stay up anyways to see West Coast uh, football. So I don't know, yeah. or maybe maybe because it's such a great game that you don't want people to have to stay up or force them to stay up till what you know, ten, eleven, eleven yeah. p.m. to yeah. 
to, to watch the finish of this game because I'm expecting it's going to be a pretty damn good finish here. Both quarterbacks, we talked about it, man, know how to sling the rock. You know, Bo Nix right now, almost 1,500 yards throughout the – you know, throughout the air, 14, 16, 14, 59 is what I'm seeing right now on my, on my stat sheet here, 15 touchdowns to one interception. And then what, like you said, Penix, man, he can spin it as well. 16 touchdowns to two interceptions with almost 2000 yards through the air, 1999, the year I graduated, my guy. You didn't have to tell me that. Um, I'm going right here. I graduated from college too in 2016, but that year will actually throw you off. No, that's all right. I get it. I totally get it. Um, I'm going to Washington. I, I think that I think that they're 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 going they're going to hold the home field advantage and and they're favored right here. Uh, this this could be. I mean, if Michael Penix, what is he second third? I'm not sure what he is. If he comes out and uh, th- this could be his Heisman moment right here, dude. Uh, beating a top ten team, I but guess. If he does, it definitely, it'll it'll be a Heisman moment. If he beats them, it's it's one of his Heisman moments. He's going to have to have a few more throughout the season, but this is yeah. definitely one of them. Add yeah. this to the pedigree. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. No. Uh, I, I'm going with the Huskies. I, I think seriously, dude. I, I think the Huskies are one, maybe one or two best teams in the in the country right Damn. now. Damn. All right. All right. I got to break yeah. out my. I got to break out the Phil Steele's magazine and see what they uh, what he ranks the line um, in preseason and break that down there. But they. Their line's been impressive. Of course, Oregon's line's been fantastic too. We saw sure uh, we saw them showcase a couple of times this year as well. This is probably going to be the one of the the best games on the slate for me. Marky. I'm going to take Rodney. I'm going to take the Ducks. I'm going to take the Ducks. to do that duck noise. Oh my god! Yeah, I'm taking the Ducks know, here, man. You know what, dude? I might. I don't know, dude. I might lay off this and just take the under. The under 67 on this, the over under 67, I'll probably tease the line down or tease the line up a little bit and then take. That seems a little, that seems a little high to me. 67? Well, I mean, it's high, but you got to figure, you know, there's at least four touchdowns apiece in both these offenses. That's true. That's true. Huh. I'm going to take the Ducks here. I think the Ducks go into Washington, into Husky Stadium, and win. All right, USC and Notre Dame. 10 going into South Bend and taking on the 21st-ranked Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Here we go, amigo. Caleb Williams and company, you think they get it done? Mario Cristobal, is he even going to go? Come on, man. Learn how to coach. (laughs) Um. This is going to be this is going to be very interesting to see how Notre Dame responds to that to that loss because that, that was a gut punch right there. Uh, USC, the one flaw that I'm definitely seeing from USC, I definitely saw it last um, Saturday night. That man, that defense is horrific. My goodness, I mean, they, they were getting steamrolled, man. They're, they're just getting run all over. Like yeah, you got to think, you got to think Hartman's going to bounce back from his absolutely sluggish performance that he had last yeah. Saturday and be able to capitalize on some of the holes and vulnerable spots in this Trojan defense, man. Um, mm-hmm. But that's the thing, and that's kind of been, you know, the MO wherever Lincoln Riley goes is the offense is a high-powered juggernaut and yeah. the defense is lackluster, and, and that's where you can kind of catch um, – that's where you can kind of catch, you know, Lincoln Riley's teams. Yeah. The Trojans have been terrible on defense all year long. They haven't been able to stop anyone. Um, Nobody. You can imagine that Notre Dame is going to be able to come in here. I mean, and of course, the national pundits are already feeling that as well. The over-under on this thing is 60, and then they're giving Notre Dame three, or excuse me, Notre Dame is giving the Trojans three here. Uh, So you got they like the fact that, or I'm I'm assuming that they're thinking that Hartman can come in here and sling it and 
and carve up this uh this lack of a Trojans defense for lack of a better yeah. word. Um yeah. but yeah, I, I think on the other side of that, Caleb Williams is gonna be able to elevate and get this, you know, Trojan offense to where they need to be as well. Uh not enough for me in terms of the line. I would like to see a little bit more. I, I would like to have Notre Dame at least six. I'm going to stay yeah. away from it. I'm maybe tease it up to six points here. Um, I just, I don't think Notre Dame is, is, uh, is going to be that much of a juggernaut on Saturday to, to favor at least three points. I'm, I'm maybe, maybe, you know, Caleb Williams and company steal this thing, but I'm thinking maybe one point or, or, or a pick them game here, Rodney. I don't even like a three point margin. Yeah, no, I I don't like the over under on this as well. I mean, because I do think it's it, this this is going to get uh, we're going to see a lot of aerial antics and and a lot of high scoring here with the just from the lack of defense like you're talking about right there because USC just doesn't play it. But yeah, the the three point line right there, I'm I'm probably going to lean more to USC on that because Tease it down, get make it a pick yeah. if you can, dude. That's what yeah. I would do, or just or yeah. just stay the hell away from just it. Stay right away now. from it. That, that's actually my thought. Is stay the hell away from this one because definitely that, I would take the over. I would take the over. I think it's going to be oh, a high, for sure. you know, oh yeah, high scoring game. Yeah. I mean, it's sixty right now. The uh, we already talked about it. When you get into that fifty-seven to sixty threshold, usually that's when you want to bump up and take yep. the uh, take the over yep. there. I love the yep. over. I'm, I'm going to rock with it. One more game before we uh, get out of here and hand it over to hanging with Harge. There is a dandy on the slate. Miami and North Carolina, some old school ACC action here. Actually, it wouldn't be old school because Miami just kind of got in. Yeah, that's that's my Mario Cristobal reference. Correct. 25 Miami, 4-1 and one going into the undefeated Mac Brown, North Carolina Tar Heels. Um, what do you like here, Rodney? I mean, Drake May is probably the second best quarterback uh, being touted around um, that's going to come out in this draft. Uh, I don't know. May, has has Sanders moved up ahead of May? Uh, I don't think in so. Your opinion? I still I still have Williams, May, and Sanders right now. Yeah. yeah. As, as my as my quarterbacks into this draft class here, but May, you know, we we talked about it. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the in the nation here. Um, I think it's going to be too much for for Miami right now. You know, it, it's basically a pick them. Carolina is favored by three points over under 57. We just talked about that threshold with the over under line. I'm taking the over on uh, on Miami and North Carolina. I don't think the defenses will be able to keep the offenses in check here. And um, let's go with the over for this game. And I think Miami, I think Miami puts out a decent game, but they're just, I don't think they're strong enough. I think USC or UNC rather covers that three point game. Yeah, yeah, you know it, it is. Uh, this is another one of those to where we're definitely with the over. I mean, no, no doubt about that. But uh, when it comes to covering that right there, uh, I, I think I'm actually going to lean to Miami, dude. Uh, I, I think they're actually going to be able to cover that. That the, these are two games here. I mean, that that all three of these that we've been talking about right here, man. The, these are kind of stay away from them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I I, I, I I like the overs. I, I like, like the, the over unders on. I like the over unders yeah. on most of them. But yeah, it's um, it's. It's a little bit too close to call, especially for Miami and North Carolina. I think North Carolina takes care of business a lot better than um, the Notre Dame will, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think no there's doubt. just going to be too much scoring in the Notre Dame and USC game. One more real quick before Harge gets on here. UCLA and Oregon State. I like the Oregon State Beavers to cover against UCLA. Right now it's three and a half is what Oregon State is doing is getting um but 54 and a half is the over under take the over on this one as well all right that's gonna do it for us let's bring in uh, mike harge now it's time for hanging with harge 
And I think I saw him there. I didn't see a piano, but I did see his sexy face. It's him. There he right is. There with the prime hoodie right there. That's right, baby. They play tonight, baby. They play tonight. Right. Who you like? Who you like tonight out of uh out of uh Colorado and goddamn Stanford. Uh, Stanford. Stanford. Thank you. I like like Colorado. That's eleven points. That's a that's a lot of points, but I still believe that I don't I just don't trust what's going on with David Shaw in San in at Stanford. No. No. That luster has kind of fallen off of him like it did Matt Campbell. Yep. You know, he was a hot commodity for a while, and now all of a sudden he's looking for another angle, and right now the angle is not working for the Stanford Cardinals. And that game's in Boulder. Uh, I mean, those folks are going to be fired up. I mean, they're going to rush a field. They're going to rush a field when this thing's over. (laughs) We're fired up for hanging with Harge. That's coming up right now. So uh, thank you guys for giving us your time on Texas Sports Unfiltered. For Rodney Rodriguez, Double R, I am Adam Wagner, and uh, hook them, guys. We'll see you all on on Monday because we're off tomorrow. That's right. No longhorn game, man. Maybe we can all relax. Y'all be good. (laughs) Later.